you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. I'm Rhett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. On today's episode, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport joins with some notable quarterback injuries around the league, including what lies ahead for Bengals starter Joe Burrow after a pinky injury limited him in the Bengals' loss to the Chargers. But we begin in Carolina with a new beginning, perhaps, on offense as head coach Matt Rule deciding to fire offensive coordinator Joe Brady on the team's bye week ahead of week 14. So, Ian, we were having this discussion on Move the Sticks today about whether the Carolina offensive issues were scheme or quarterback. And now, with Rule firing Brady, what does that tell you about the direction and how Matt Rule views his offense right now with the Panthers? It means that it was broken. And, you know, it's not, I would say, not entirely surprising. If you look at what the Panthers have done, they've actually been a pretty decent team Absent the quarterback issues, which, of course, is everything in the NFL, right? I mean, if you can't play the quarterback position, if you can't get someone in and train them and teach them and groom them and all those things and get them to play better under you than they did under other people, like, you know, what are we doing? Like, that's the most important thing. And I think with Joe Brady, you know, he came into such fanfare. Yeah. Joseph Brady. I'm from Pembroke Pines, Florida. I'm passionate, prepared, you know, I, I love the game of football, and so the Panthers fans can expect points, they can expect winning, and they can expect a lot of fun and uh, a lot of touchdowns. was such a hot name, and they were okay the first year, I guess, um, and got five head coach interviews inexplicably. Um, and, you know, there was certainly some promise there, but he didn't actually do anything on the field to warrant any of that, which is not a knock on him at all. It's just the reality of the situation, like his... You know, he was an offensive coordinator for a not very good football team last year, and then this year was an offensive coordinator for a mediocre football team, which is just what the record is. And still, he kind of got a lot of fanfare publicly as this, like, wonderkin. Yeah. Reality is he wasn't a coordinator at LSU. Um, He came into Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater did not work out. Then he goes to Denver, and he's much better. Now he's a 
you know, perfectly fine average starter, which is better than he was in Carolina. And, you know, Bridgewater took some shots on the way out, but he probably was just being honest. Um, you know, it's clear things were not working offensively. So Brady, they were going to move on from Brady at the end of the year anyway. I think they thought he was going to get a college job. He did not. Uh-huh. They decided to fire him through the bye week. And what does this potentially tell you about how Matt Rule wants to move forward with the Panthers on offense, both from a scheme perspective and running the football maybe a bit more, and then in the quarterback landscape as you know they've had very little success with all three guys that have lined up there this year. Chance for the Dolphin defense with Newton in his own end zone throwing and intercepted again. A takeaway from the 25-yard line. P.J. Walker is trying to run around to make something happen. He does. Floats one and that's intercepted. Third takeaway for Miami and Nick Needham went to the turf to make that happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds like he's going to overhaul everything. And, you know, he's got one of his guys in to call the plays now, which is, you know, fine. And, and you know, they'll go through the season, and I assume they'll do a search after the season. They have an offensive coordinator potential on the staff, Sean Ryan, the quarterback's coach, a very respected quarterback's coach. He is not the interim, uh, which is interesting. So, you know, I would expect them to do a search at the end of the season. Um, but one thing is pretty clear, like, we don't know – what kind of offense Matt Rule wants to run. We don't know. I mean, he hired someone. He said today he called it bold, but he hired someone he was not really familiar with. When I took the job, I decided to, you know, uh, I decided to be bold and step outside my comfort zone and, um, you know, someone that I knew and went, went in a different direction and went with Joe. And I, I certainly don't look at that as a mistake. I think what Joe did the first year dealing with COVID and installing a whole new system, you know, we obviously had some turnover at the quarterback position. I think um, – I look at Joe's time here as all, I see all the good things that he did. Um, you know, it's just uh, you get to a time such as this, and it's time to you know move in another direction and continue the evolution and the process of building forward. He hired a hot name yeah. who ran what he ran, and you know, obviously didn't have Joe Burrow like he did at LSU, and everything looked a little different. But we don't know what Matt Rule wants of his offense this offseason. I would expect us to have a little clearer picture as he goes to hire a new coordinator. And in fairness to Joe Brady, if you want to make Christian McCaffrey as any offensive coordinator would, the focal point of your offense, he's missed basically the bulk of each of the last two seasons, including this one. And that's that's tough duty there, in addition to the quarterback uncertainty that they've had. But they made a commitment to Sam Darnold in picking up that fifth-year option after they traded for him from the New York Jets, Ian. Do you feel like they're going to reignite their quarterback conversations that they had for some of those veterans that might have been available once again this offseason? I'm sure they are. Um, And that's one thing about general manager Scott Fitterer is he, as he said very famously, in every conversation. Right. So, yeah, I think they will be in every single conversation. You know, and if you look back at the way Seattle did it, because he, Scott Fitterer obviously came from Seattle, they, they signed Matt Flynn, they had Tavares Jackson, they traded for Charlie Whitehurst, they drafted a quarterback in the third round who was a little shorter than they wanted, but they thought he had some potential, right. and that's, they ended up with Russell Wilson, but they spent all this money and capital on other quarterbacks, and at some point they got it right, and nobody cared all the other stuff they had spent. That's right? a good so point. Say, People forget about that. It would be a similar situation for Carolina, right? I mean, they paid all this money for Darnold, they paid all this money for Bridgewater, um, and for Cam for the rest of this year, season. right? 
Yeah. I mean, they're going to pay everyone. Yeah. All the quarterbacks are getting money in Carolina, but none of it matters if they find a quarterback. Like, no one will care that you're paying Sam Darnold $15 million or whatever it is. Um, if you eventually get it right, it's all worth it, no matter sure. how you end up at that point. Let's move on, though, using Joe Brady as kind of the thread here. His quarterback uh, that helped his rise to prominence, Joe Burrow, in that 2019 National Championship season, uh, dealing with some sort of mangled pinky issue on his throwing hand, which is nothing to laugh about, as funny as it sounds. looked really painful on the sideline watching him try to push through that. Quarterback finger injuries have seemed to be a a thing this year, Ian. What's, What's the latest there with Burrow? We've had a lot of these things, right? I mean, yeah. Ma- I learned what mallet finger was. Then I got to use it again. That's right. Yeah, you, you know, use talking your knowledge. about Taysom Hill. Russ had surgery. Taysom Hill's not having surgery. Um, and then Joe Burrow has a pinky thing where his pinky is going this way, and then the rest of the fingers are going this way. Um, and that was like some. That was some great video from the game of yeah. him trying to throw and just grimacing in so much pain. Joe Burrow's clearly working on something with that right pinky finger. He's on his second version of a tape job on that pinky. Brandon Allen, some warm-up throws here. Ooh, grimacing. If you've got a camera on him right now, some frustration with Burrow. Every other throw, he's making a face of frustration and some pain every time the athletic trainers make their way over. We'll keep a close eye on it. You know, toughness is going to be a big part of this thing. I mean, he came back and looked okay. I mean, not like himself, but looked okay, but like, I assume every throw felt like that one on the sideline where we saw with him just grimacing and painting, wanting to die. <laughs> and they tried to tape it up. They put a splint on and he ripped all of it off. It was like, this is all bad. It was the decision of make it feel better or continue to be able to somewhat throw the ball. So I decided to be able to throw the ball. He's going to play, but I'm sure he's not going to be totally healthy. Uh, another kind of interesting uh, quarterback situation that we've been following for the last couple of weeks was Aaron Rodgers in the toe famously had the you know showcase of the toe on the zoom call yeah, with reporters worse. Y- yeah that was that was unfortunate and then um matt lafleur says today that to the best of his knowledge aaron Rodgers is not having surgery on the toe yes that's still the case yes and rogers intends to play still through this case. okay yeah uh still the case it's something that me and pelissero reported last week thank you very much pat self on the back um yep Okay. Uh, no, no surgery. He was in the building today. So, you know, had he had surgery, would not have, I mean, it would have been, I assume, across the street at Dr. Robert Anderson, but right. would not have been in the building. So, no surgery. You know, they think it's going to heal on its own. That would be great. Um, you know, if he does need to have surgery at some point, like, it's a pretty simple surgery. So, theoretically, he could have it on, like, a Sunday night or something like that and play the next Sunday. Um, but no surgery is good because yeah. you'd rather not do it. Certainly. But, you know, the, so that's interesting. And, like, that's a, nothing against your topic. I thought that was a great topic. Um, you know what's crazy is what's the Packers are getting three All-Pros back before the playoffs. Is this going to happen? Are we getting Again, Jair so and Zedaria Smith and David Bakhtiari, or all of them back? It seemed, I mean, LaFleur said today all three probably practiced this week. Wow. And, you know, Bakhtiari had the ACL, and then he had another surgery. Oh, no, but I wouldn't call it, like, a setback, but right. he had to clean something clean up out, in yep. there. And then Zedarius Smith had back surgery. His plan was to come back in the middle of December. and We're getting pretty December close to the middle 6th, of December. So like we're, we're getting close. Yeah. And then Jair Alexander, you know, another one, like, they were all talking about, um, 
him coming back and rehabbing and playing on that torn labrum or whatever it is. And I was sort of like, okay, like we'll see. But it sounds like he actually is. That would help. I mean, that is three ballers coming back into this team. That would really help. Yeah, no I mean, arguably three of the best five players on their football team uh, when you, you know, include, yeah. you know, Devontae Adams and, and, and the rest. And, I mean, they're one team that has kind of risen above the injuries, kind of like the Arizona Cardinals without Kyler Murray last month, and they come back, get another yeah. win. So Impressive. Green Bay sits 9-3, uh, and three, number two seed in the NFC, heading into Monday Night Football. Um, okay, so Ian... Another quarterback question here in the NFC, and it's for the Washington football team who find themselves in the NFC playoff picture as well with uh, the sixth seed, 18 and 11 this year for Taylor Heineke. Is there a sense that he could do enough this year to, to continue being the quarterback in Washington? You know, I think it's possible, um, but I, you know, I would sort of put Washington in the same category as Carolina where they're going to explore the quarterback position. Like, I yeah. can't imagine... You know, Heineke's playing great, so I don't even – he is playing great. You kind of enjoy it while it's happening because, again, you know, not many people get to experience this. So you, you have to reward yourself for, you know, um, getting those wins. But at the same time, you have to have a short-term memory. And what I keep telling myself is, you know, it's been a, it's been a great story these last three weeks, but it's an even better story if you, if you keep winning and, you know, greater things can happen. So that's what, that's what we really want to accomplish. We want to accomplish some, some great things, but – um, we do recognize the last three weeks have been have been pretty special, um, and not better than what they expected, but like as they expect. Actually, I, ha- I kind of reported on um, before we knew that Fitzpatrick was going to be out for the season. I right. reported on game day morning about a Heineke had a chance to seize the job this year, and then he played terrible for like three weeks, and I felt like a moron. <laughs> um, and but I was these like, things I, come back know, around when I. They do come back. I'm saying thing with the Dolphins. I'm like, man, I thought the Dolphins were going to be good, and they're terrible. Well, yeah. they're not so terrible. Yeah, they're they actually are. pretty good. Um, everything comes back around and kind of is as it should. So I think he's played well, but I would say Washington would be one of those where they're going to look at veterans like they did last year. Remember, they almost traded for Mariota, that he wouldn't alter his contract, and they right. got fits. And so I would think they'll be in that same mix, maybe a little bigger game hunting this year. And then the draft is coming, and, like, I don't know how many first-round quarterbacks are going to be in the draft, but, like, my guess is they'll have a chance at one of them. Yeah. So maybe they keep Heineke and draft a quarterback and just kind of see. Right. Um, But I doubt that at the end of the season they go, this is our guy, we're not looking around. Provides a nice luxury for them to kind of figure that out on their own terms, right, with the way that he's played this year, leading them to uh, a 6-5. and Well, he's 6-5, and but they are 6-6. and So... Not bad. And, and, like, and everybody likes him, and he's great for the players. Like, there's a lot of good stuff going on. Players besides just him. love him. Like, they keep singing his praises. Like, he, they, he's our guy. Like, I mean, you know, you don't want them, you know, they're not going to say the opposite, right? Like, well, we can't win with this dude. But uh, I do like to see that from teammates supporting uh, one another. Yeah. And, well, that's kind of what the ball. <laughs> That's kind of the situation the Baltimore Ravens have found themselves in just by necessity because of the amount of injuries that they have dealt with to prime time type of players and starters. Get into that right after this here at NFL Inside Report. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. John Harbaugh goes for two after the Ravens and Lamar Jackson engineer a touchdown drive to come within a point of the Steelers at the very end of that game. Two-point conversion is unsuccessful as Mark Andrews is unable to reel in that Lamar Jackson pass. John Harbaugh saying after the game, look, we had to go for the win because we didn't have any bodies left at corner. Felt like that was our best opportunity to get it done. Tried to win the game right there. We were pretty much out of corners you know, at that point in time, so it was an opportunity to try to win the game right there. And, Ian, I guess I kind of get it, right? They've been without Marcus Peters all year long, and now you've been reporting here that Marlon Humphrey, their best corner, is now out for the season. What's the latest there? Yeah, all pro, pro bowler, baller, um, out for the season with a torn pack. And it was kind of, you know, I'm not even sure I noticed it at the time. You can see it. There's a a hit kind of down by the goal where he dives and you can tell his kind of arm gets extended and it looks weird but not bad. Right. Um, and so I didn't, you know, some of these injuries, like Kenyon Drake, like he goes down with an ankle and you're like, okay, that you looks tell. broken. Yeah. You could tell. This one was not like that. Uh, but he is out for the season, had tests this morning, um, done for the season. And for Baltimore, you know, I, w- I have to say, like, I was, a little, I guess, a little surprised by that call. I don't know. Um, they had a better kicker. 
They certainly uh, did. I don't know. I was, were you surprised? I, I was a little surprised, but like I, I kind of understand. Like, all right, you're on the road. Um, you know, it's one of those situations. Maybe you're at home. You feel a bit better about yourself in an overtime situation. It feels like the Ravens have been the better team for much of this season. So you'd like to think that like maybe your chances are a little bit better in overtime. But I guess I get That's the rationale. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like if it was the Steelers, I would have said, "All right, you can steal one." Sure. And like you know, the problem is it was a great play call. It was literally like one inch away from yeah. being. Jackson takes a snap, fakes the handoff, lobs it, juggled and dropped by Mark Andrews, who was wide open at the one, and Lamar Jackson left it too wide for Andrews to pull it in. You know, was it like a throw that wasn't good enough? Should he have had it? Like I don't know. I, I would. Well, and like the, the thing I'll say, both those guys. The thing I'll say on that one right. is leaving like a perennial defensive player of the year candidate and TJ Watt unblocked um, on, on a play of that magnitude is, yeah, you know, like look, I'm not going right. to pretend to know everything yeah. about the protection that they had in place there, but that was the second play of that game in which they left him completely unblocked and he wreaked havoc on the play, forced the interception on yeah. that first quarter. Um, red zone opportunity that Lamar had completely unblocked. That was the one over Andrews, yep. or uh, short of Andrews. In the, yeah, okay. Exactly. Right. In, the, in the end zone, picked off by Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, so look, I mean, like, you know, it, it doesn't always work out the way you draw it up, uh, but they definitely had an opportunity there. And, like, do you get the sense that the Ravens, you know, who are as tough-minded as they come with John Harbaugh as their head coach, they were just kind of running out of answers with the amount of starters that they've lost? Due to injury? I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like they, I mean, they're like, the way Lamar plays, which Lamar's awesome, right? Yes. But the way he, it seems a little like he feels like he has to make a play all the time where I kind of don't think they do. If they play just good, regular football without forcing anything, they can be absolutely good enough. Like, I... I know they lost a lot of guys, but they still play down in and down out better than their opponent most of the time. Like they are going to be fine, I think. If you just like, you know, like so much of what Harbaugh is great at is getting players in the right mindset to play. So yeah. I think that he will get them there. I just, I'm just saying, like I, I think they are still good enough, even with the personnel they have on IR, which is a ton. A ton. I still think they're good enough to do very well. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's time to count them out by any stretch. I mean, they fall from the one seed to the three seed here ahead of Monday Night Football uh, after the loss to Pittsburgh, but still very much uh, in a good spot in the division uh, with a game lead on Cincinnati. But everybody's pretty tight there in the AFC. So uh, they do have to figure out how to replace some players and get that type of uh, production that they need to make a run into the postseason. Uh, Let's talk about another team in postseason contention here in the wild, wild AFC West where nobody has a losing record. Uh, Everybody's still in it, including the L.A. Chargers, who got a big win over the Cincinnati Bengals, but also saw Joey Bosa leave the game with a concussion, which, you know, is both bad news for Bosa, good news for the Chargers. That was relatively early, and they still had a pretty dominant performance on defense in that game. What are you hearing on Bosa's likelihood to get back from this? Very interesting question, very interesting situation. So Joey Bosa did not have a concussion. He was taken out of the game with a suspected concussion. They did the test. He cleared protocol. And as Brandon Staley, the head coach, told reporters after the game, it was essentially Staley holding him out because he had a history of concussion. So even though he didn't have a concussion, he still 
did not end up finishing the game. Joey Bosa was he was cleared of a concussion, but it was our decision to hold him back with his history. We just wanted to make sure as long as I'm the head coach here, we're going to be making decisions like that in the best interest of our players. But he was cleared of a concussion. Uh, so, you know, that's good news. I feel like this season we are learning a lot about Brandon Staley, who no one had literally ever heard of. Right. Uh, last year. And then, you know, you don't know what it's going to be like for a head coach when they step into the spotlight. Like, some of these guys who you think are good coordinators are, like, bad at head coach things. We see it all the time. Sure. Um, I feel like Staley's going to be good at a lot of those things. And, yeah. you know, protecting your best player, even if it may hurt your team to keep him healthy, is pretty cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, certainly, Staley, a very cerebral, seems like a very practical, rational type of dude. Uh, that certainly has the respect of his players in a move like that with your best player, you know, not, and it certainly wouldn't have been forcing him out on the field if he would have, you know, it, it, since he cleared protocol, but man, that, that, I think that says a lot about what Brandon Staley is as a head coach there. I think we've learned a lot about Dan Campbell uh, this year too, for the Detroit lions, um, you know, who has his team continuing to fight each and every week. Uh, they're in a ton of close games, and uh, they do bite your kneecaps off. I mean, like, people wanted to make fun of them for that, uh, but, I mean, like, that's the way they've been playing. And I, I thought he said something, you know, pretty poignant uh, after this game. First thing I'm going to start with, uh, this game ball goes to the whole Oxford community. All those were affected. Special things come in special circumstances, and it certainly did this week with the tragedy uh, that they had in the community of Oxford with Oxford High School and that school shooting and all the tributes that they had to those people who lost their lives in that grieving community. I just I want us to not forget these names, Madison Baldwin, Hannah St. Juliana, Justin Schilling, Tate Muir, Phoebe Arthur, uh, John Ashuto, Riley France, Elijah Mueller, Kylie Osiji, Aiden Watson, and Molly Darnell, who's a teacher. Um, those, those names... Um, for all those, uh, you know, will never be forgotten. And they're in our hearts and our prayers and all the families and not to mention all those that were affected by all of this. Certainly not surprising, right, given what we know, what we know about Dan Campbell. But I think it's, it's nice to see some of the fruits of his labor kind of coming to bear in, in a game like that. Yeah, I mean, the Lions are, you know, they're bad. Yeah. They play so hard. Yeah. Uh, and... They're so easy to root for, you know, and it's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if them playing for a community that really needed them. I don't know if that like affects the football field. Like I I think about these things all the time, right? Like, does it make Jared Goff, you know, find a receiver in the end zone? Have the best first half of the season? No, I probably doesn't. You're right. Like who knows? But. It was very serendipitous, and it was very cool to see. Yeah. And, like, there's – I don't know if you've seen the uh, – you know, one of my favorite things that we do on the network is we always show the locker room – Yes. Two, two of my favorite things. Locker room footage after a win, which is always great. And then the owner or the head coach calling the drafted player. Yeah, it's always you know, good. Those calls yep. are always, like – you know, I could watch, like, two hours of Some of the best, right? yeah. Greatest thing. Um, if you watch the one from Sunday um, – I forget who the player was. One of the players is staying next to Campbell trying to give him the game ball. And immediately, Campbell goes like this because he doesn't want the game ball because it was for that right. community. He just, he just goes like, he shakes his head. Hey, but I want to give-
give the, uh, uh, want to give this game ball to Coach. Uh, and now that that was, and of course they mobbed him and gave it to him anyway, but sure. like that was a cool moment. Sure. I thought it was all, you know, I don't know how many games Lions are going to win this year. That might be it. Might be it. Um, but that was a really, really cool moment. Yeah. And I think there's some things, you know, Amonra St. Brown, their rookie fourth round draft pick, you know, catching his first touchdown pass ends up being the one Did that's you pronounce that right? Amonra St. Brown? Absolutely. He was a recurring Is guest on Path to the Draft. Amonra St. Brown? Um, you know. Have I been pronouncing it wrong? I probably. Hmm. <laughs> that's a shame. <laughs> it's like when I found out that Traeger was pronouncing CJ Uzama's name wrong because I thought I was pronouncing it wrong. And yeah. then I asked Bengals PR, I'm Uzama. like, I'm doing this wrong. Like, no, no, no. Schrager's wrong. Schrager's wrong. Well, he was famously on that uh, that little video that they put out, where, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think that was my fault. Uh, probably. Because I reached out to PR. I'm like, Has there, am I wrong or are they wrong? I'm like, no, they're wrong. And then they did a video the next yes. day. And I'm like, you screwed sorry, Schrager. Schrager. It's essentially, sorry, but, but no, look, it's important to educate people. Uh, Ian Rappaport there with the latest news and notes around the league. Always appreciate your time, my friend. All right. Good stuff. Good hanging out with you, man. Take care. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. And that's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Appreciate you being with us here today. Reminder to download, rate, and review our show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. We certainly appreciate it. We're back with you on Wednesday for another episode of NFL Inside Report. For producers Thomas Warren and Tim Parachka, I'm your host, Rhett Lewis. We'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.